Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Blood Types. We are here. Season finale. Uh, Season two is officially over. Um, Oh, man, what a fucking season finale it was. It was a ride. And I still can't believe that season one, episode 12, was 12 weeks ago. I know. It's gone by so fast. But in this timeline, also, it was like, Three weeks ago, I, I still don't know. I still don't don't know. even get me started on the timeline with how this thing ends. Mm, I still like the way everything's happening, but I'd have to tell you. I know we'll get there, but this one didn't have as big of a like a season, like a cliffhanger as right. the other one. I mean, it was still shocking, but I was like, oh, of course. But we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So. Let's hear about the title in the synopsis, and then we'll just get into it. So the title is Beyond Here Lies Nothing, and the synopsis says, Sicky Sam and Bill form the last line of defense against Marianne's diabolical plan. I was also worried because it, because I felt like everything wrapped up so fast, just like the, the last episode, but we jump right in where Lafayette is talking to Suki. And he turns his attention to Tara and tells her to, that they need to take the egg downstairs. And for Suki to aggressively, like he aggressively told her to take her clothes off. It was, yeah. it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he hands her some other outfit to put on, like a white dress. But the way he's talking to her, even Suki is like, Lafayette, like, what are you saying? Do you even know what you're saying to me? Like, I'm your friend. And his eyes are completely black and it's not even Lafayette anymore. They have to get ready for the wedding. And (laughs) my comment was like, just like a woman in the real world have to plan their weddings by themselves. Right. (laughs) No help from the husband. Where is he? (laughs) I know some it, you turned out all of this is just for some like freaking wedding mm-hmm. and so Suki puts on a dress which I thought was a wedding dress at first but it turns out she's the maid of honor like she has barely said six words to Marianne and she goes you are the maid of honor I thought it would be Tara I thought it should be Arlene some one of her other minions but no Suki's like you we want it's you because she got it. off on those electrical currents like Marianne was like I need that that's the pizzazz I need at my wedding (laughs) I know so but I love that Lafayette is the bridesmaid like he was wearing the same dress he was rocking it by the way like he looks phenomenal I loved it but he he was also a bridesmaid and you know who I feel bad for poor Gran cannot rest in peace she hasn't been dead for what three weeks maybe a month and her not only her house but now her freaking wedding dress is all getting ruined by a fucking main ad let the let the lady rest in peace right leave her shit alone marianne first of all you came in here and you disrespect disrespected this house how dare you but don't Mm -hmm. you dare put on my dead grandma's wedding dress like boundaries come on 
Yeah, she's like, I just found it and, and put it on. Like, have Carl make you one. He was making right. you all kind of feast. He couldn't just like whip you up one. Oh well, he's dead. He... Remember? Oh, that's true. But he, but they were preparing for this. Yes, yeah. She should have had one. Good point. Yeah. Carl like just died like about four Last hours episode. ago. He's not even okay. Well, they weren't very prepared apparently. Yeah, Wait. you think she would have to have the perfect dress if she's been waiting to get like fucked and killed this whole time <laughs> i know anyway so i'm surprised she didn't already have one especially when she needed all this to be perfect looking for this special vessel needed this special meat altar needed this special egg fertility egg or whatever um had to go through all this ceremony you, you i guess she just got lucky that some dead old lady's wedding dress was upstairs i guess but where did she get all of the bridesmaid dresses Amazon <laughs> two-day shipping. <laughs> they overnight primed it. <laughs> they did. Two-day delivery. They did. <laughs> so we also that's find- just one thing I was shocking with. I was really shocked by. Yeah. The other thing we find out is that Sam is apparently the perfect vessel that Marianne has been searching for. And Suki is essentially being used as bait because uh, Marianne knows Sam will not be able to resist the fact that Suki is gone and you know potentially in danger. And uh so Bill. Is this when Bill goes to Sam? Oh, he, he does it later in the episode. But before you before we move off on that, so I put Sam started all this because when he ran in naked as a teenager and he went to steal that precious statue, she like she thought he was the vessel because it was like her, her dead lover coming back to to the like that statue. Um, but I love how Marianne's been in town for maybe a few weeks, not even a lot of time in the same time as Sookie's been in town, but she knows if she wants something done, fucking it's, it's Sookie. Sookie's the key of getting anything done in that fucking town. You want your gutters fixed? Get Sookie. You fucking want, uh, your perfect vessel for your demon god? Get Sookie. Like she already knew. I love that. Get Sookie Stackhouse. A woman who can do it all for you. Yeah, like if not, everybody wants to fucking do it for her. She is, it's like no one else exists. That's my dream life. Like, that's what I want. I want that. <laughs> She's living my goals. And where do we jump to next? Because I cannot wait to talk about, oh, the queen. The, the queen. fucking queen. Yes. Why does she love the worst game created? <laughs> she loves Yahtzee and she's very good at it, but she doesn't cheat which is important she doesn't cheat supposedly allegedly allegedly they paid a five million is that what she said yeah. some kind of crazy ass number they play for like all eternity and at this point it's her Suki's cousin and the guy that bill drank from and the queen and the queen and eric have this moment where we find out that the queen is supplying eric with the vampire blood and the queen like tackles him to the ground with her fangs out and Eric's fangs came out. And I couldn't tell if his fangs came out because he was turned on or because he was trying to defend himself. I don't know. He was kind of, yeah. This was kind of the first person you see putting Eric in his oh, place. Oh, 100%. And she calls, yeah. And she calls him out because she goes, you love Suki. And he's like, I can't love a human. <laughs> okay. Yeah, gross. Okay. And even gross. the queen is like, well, she's not a human. She's a waitress, just like she tells everyone. But can we talk about how after he like gets up for being 
plastered to the ground by the queen like his hair not a hair is out of place he takes a lot of moose a lot of hair <laughs> it's something i need it for like i need whatever he's using right but she like pins him to the ground and essentially he's like I haven't told him like he doesn't know that you're the one supplying me with the blood and she's essentially like well he better never find out because mm-hmm. I will kill you and like her little side about Godric where she's like I'm so sorry about your maker and he is like oh thank you so much and then she just turns to say something else and like completely disregards him I was like oh, I hate people like that she's like I'm sorry your your maker died that has to suck okay Yahtzee like okay thanks I think and then we go back to it goes to Andy and Jason and they're heading to Grand's house and I don't understand this line but he Jason goes I love the smell of nail polish in the morning what else would they be using nail polish for I don't know I have no idea like that's one line I was just like it just felt so out of place. Yeah. I, I, it went right over my head. I have no idea what it meant. <laughs> I was like, you're like, okay, Jason, whatever the fuck you say. Cool. Sam. <laughs> Good job. Oh, and before we move off of Jason and Andy, I just love <laughs> that they hyped each other up so much. They're like ready. They were going in there. They were going to take people out. They were taken over so easily, like immediately. Everyone surrounded around them and now they're under the influence too yeah and all it took for jason was kind of like the same with tara last time where annie just had to punch him in the face and then all of a sudden they were down to down to pounds if you will yeah and this just leaves hoyt and uh, arlene's kids are the only ones in the whole town not under barriers and hoyt's trying to like get his mom back and she's so crazy and like trying to sneak out of their house to go to this party and he catches her with some sort of tripwire oh yeah that was pretty pretty clever rigging it was very home alone yeah well she was gonna she was gonna she's been she was dancing and then she kind of runs and falls on his tripwire but if that was go, if that honestly like pulled his hand enough it kind of cut it off it was just a bit yeah. strange. <laughs> um but I love I love how he goes don't worry mama I know this isn't you and like he he pretty much was like don't worry I'll just like push down the past like 48 hours deep down like everything else I'll just forget that this isn't you and you're just saying all this crazy stuff because you're under Marianne's influence I really felt bad for him in this episode especially when his mom was okay and she finally tells him the truth about his dad like I feel like we can go ahead and jump there it doesn't really get rid of any of the plot but that it's crazy this poor boy like at 30 years old almost just now finds out that his father committed suicide and like his mom has just kept him in the house because she's afraid of being alone and like has ruined relationships for him has ruined like him getting a real job like just because she wants him to stay and I don't blame him for leaping I would have left too like I mean now he's fucked up his relationship with Jessica but like you know that's so sad Mm -hmm. like all he's done is be so loyal to her which is pretty much what he did with Jessica is like well that's my mom like I I understand that I'm very close to my mom but and then to hear that your whole life and every decision and she's probably used it to emotionally manipulate him into staying and that he only stayed because he was so worried that the burglar would come back but 
it's been 18 years like you guys haven't moved like I feel like some of this should have been questioned right. a lot early. well and he he's but, even like you couldn't have told me when I was like 25 or like 15 or anything like that 10 years old yeah like come on this poor guy and she like just has kept him for her own personal whatever poor Hoyt yeah and she talks about his dad like a dog which again I know she's under the influence, but I feel like this was like, what did, what did they say? Like drunk, drunk mouth speak, speak sober words or something like that. I feel like this is what she thinks about all the time. And especially when she looks at Hoyt, that she just thinks all about this negative stuff about her dad. But the reason she kept Hoyt is because yeah. she doesn't want to be alone. So she's like codependent on, on this poor kid. And it's been so, so unfair to him. No wonder he doesn't know how to handle Jessica. Like, he can't even figure out his mom. Like, God forbid, this poor little 17-year-old girl. Uh, I think she can handle herself by, we, by the end of this episode. She can handle herself oh, pretty well. True. Good point. Guess, where do we go from there? I think this is when he goes to, Bill goes to Sam. At least that's where my notes jump to. So I put Bill's advice is pretty much sacrifice yourself for Sookie because she she needs you to. Like, she deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Sookie deserves to live and you should totally sacrifice yourself to her and uh, go save this town. And also if you die, oopsie daisies mm-hmm. and you don't really get it twice. I need Sookie and Sookie needs you right now. So we chop, 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 chop. Bill brings Sam to Sookie's front yard at the altar and like gives him to Marianne in exchange for Suki. And Suki essentially is like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you sacrificing Sam? Yeah, he's she's gonna kill him. Like what the why what are you doing? What are you doing? And he tells her pretty early on, uh, especially after she said Sam use your gift. And Bill's like, Suki, use yours. And if she had just listened to a little bit sooner, he's probably was like screaming the whole plan in his head. Um but they probably needed to keep it a secret so like it wouldn't tip anyone off. I mean, the more people who know, the less likely it would be to work. So the way that they did it was smart. And when when Sam gets up there and Suki finally gets back to Bill, oh man, Marianne comes and is talking to Dionysus and Eggs comes out with this large knife and stabs Sam in the chest. Oh. And just like this that Suki let out I was like oh this is so sad I literally said I didn't I didn't remember that it got that far like I didn't remember that he actually got stabbed no and I honestly thought he was dying Mm, me too me too and like everybody just like Suki had to watch even though he's like take Suki out of here like I don't want her to watch me die it was crazy and if it was like she's fine she'll stand right here don't worry she'll take her that much further she he just held her in one spot yeah yeah that's when she finally listens and he goes destroy everything and she goes okay Hulk smashes that altar and the egg oh when they were doing the maid of honor thing what was with the licking of the egg oh yeah how did we I don't know (laughs) we just got on a roll but they were like drinking blood and then having to lick and licking this egg and Marianne was like you're the maid of honor you have to lick the egg and if not like I'll kill Jason (laughs) I'm oh and when Jason was had to like 
pull her and make her go out there. But I have to tell you, I had to, <laughs> I had to freeze frame it because if anybody goes back and you rewatch this episode, I think it's right before Sookie gets pulled out of the house. Eggs' face, his like trans face. <laughs> is the best thing I've ever seen. It's the best thing I've ever seen. He in my keeps life. his mouth open when he's under the possession the entire time. Yes. Every single yes. shot of him, he has his mouth like wide open. I just, I just totally forgot about that till now. I was like, there's something about that scene that <laughs> I, I wanted to remember. Okay. Let's see. So Sookie destroys the whole altar. Hulk smashes it, kills the right. egg, like ruins everything. And then Marianne goes ape shit. Yeah see like her voice like deepens everything everything and then she's she attempts like she was gonna kill everybody in town and so she's like Suki this is your fault and then suddenly shoves her hands in the ground and comes out bull demon and like they start like she starts Suki starts running for her life and she's about to get her because of course does she trip? Is that how Sookie ended up in the ground on the ground? Yes, of course Sookie tripped. Come on. <laughs> Would you expect anything less? And then a steer? Is that is that the right word? A bull? I think it's a bull. <laughs> okay. A bull shows up. A beautiful white bull shows up and walks up to Marianne and she she stops what she's doing and she assumes it's the god she was waiting for and surprise it's sam and he reaches into he uses the horns to reach inside marianne and stab her so many times while she's like like okay i'm willing to die for you god like i love you blah blah blah. and then on like the third one it pans out and it's fucking sam's hand and he rips her heart out it was so crazy yeah he crumbles it but how was she still having a monologue while literally impaled like a freaking Marianne kebab? And she's having this monologue about, oh, it's me. That's the vessel. This is a perfect thing. Thank you. Like, right. so grateful. And as soon as Sam, like, crushes her heart and she dies, like, the the creature or the what happens to her body is the creepiest thing. Yeah. The fact that it's like her eyes disintegrate and her whole body kind of shrinks in and that she has these like veiny black like marks where her eyes were horrifying and they just have her body there like she doesn't fully disintegrate her body's just laying in the middle of the road. I know like you think like it would turn to dust for how old she is but and then. Can I just say that Sam yeah. sitting there with that lighting naked? I was like, hello, sir. He's, he's so, hot. His body, 10 out of 10. 10 out uh-huh. of 10. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some scenes throughout this. I was like, Sam's hot. We yeah, we slept on <laughs> Sam season one until Alcee comes for me. <laughs> like Sam's my only, like, well, not my only eye candy. So Bill comes like running up with like covering his bandage or like covering his wound like a child and then falls into Suki's arms I thought that he acts like a kid who did something wrong when he told Suki the truth he goes he's he he needed more of my blood than I thought I couldn't tell you this was the plan I, I was gonna heal him the whole time 
What I really love about that is when Suki says, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Oh, she, like, everybody kind of starts waking up and she, Bill is, like, laying on the ground holding his thing and he looks like he's in pain. And she's like, Bill, get this body out of here and bury it. I don't care where. That's, that's what I put. I was like, he's just trying to heal and Suki puts him on body She goes, I don't care what you fucking do with it. But, like, she just, like, gets into fucking boss mode. It's like, you do this, you do this, you do this. I'm like, can we take a second she died like two minutes ago we all just need a minute well then she sends jason and andy to go start taking people home and he finds arlene who's trying to like contact her kids and he finds the other woman who cut her finger off and has found her finger in the altar and like takes her to urgent care but all of these people just went through like a horrible trauma and they're just like okay let's go (laughs) let's figure it out yeah it's like everybody get the fuck out of my house yeah and you never see like you just find the corner still like in the floor yeah well pass out because that's when Siki goes inside and sees eggs like washing his hands and being so freaked out and tara just kind of being oh, like yeah. you need to forget about it like let's move on he's like i have blood on my hands literally like i'm not like i have to figure this out and then she just sends Siki to bed and i did think it was so sweet when like he went upstairs and Bill is up there waiting for her and she goes how many minutes until sunrise and he goes 41 and she goes hold me for 40 I know that was beautiful but did you see how he was looking out the window with both of his arms up I wish yeah I was like who looks out the window like that (laughs) it's the drama yeah all right you want to talk about Sam's parents or do you want to talk about eggs let's I guess let's just go ahead and go to the scene where I get I don't even know it's the next day it's the next day and everybody goes into work and everybody starts living their life like nothing fucking happened. Okay, this is where my favorite line in the entire episode is. So they're in Merlots and Tara, it felt so weird in the scene where Tara and Sam interacted. It almost felt like, I don't know, like an episode of Friends or something where she's like, thanks for opening the bar. And he's like, it's not my bar. And she's like, well, it's called Merlots. And he goes, well, that doesn't say anything about me, does it? And walks away. But these two women are talking about like conspiracy theories and talking about how Marianne put LSD in the water. And that's why they only drink Mountain Dew. And Sam comes up and makes up a lie about a vodka facility accidentally just providing pure ethanol. And everybody was just wasted. And then he walks away and one of the women says, I knew it. And the other one goes, God bless whoever made those jeans. I would wear him like a scrunchie. (laughs) And I love that. I I put girl same. Like, okay, sign me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. He he was hot and did have a very weird sense of things. It felt a lot like the very first episode of the season, like after it was two weeks later or three weeks later from everything else and everything just like kind of goes back to normal. But you don't realize everything happened last night. Yeah. Last night, Sam almost died and <laughs> Sookie almost died and all that stuff, but nobody really knows so that makes sense like everybody's just doing what they normally do because they don't know anything else my favorite thing is like andy starts going off at the mouth because that i can't remember her name but the one that cut her own finger off starts like talking about how they like retached her finger and like spewing all this stuff and he just gets so mad because nobody remembers and starts talking about like you did that and you cut your own finger off and like we saw everybody dancing around a meat altar which 
Also, what I didn't say before, if this wasn't like a demonic and everybody could possibly die, that looked like a hell of a party. I would have had a great time. That sounds like a great party. But he <laughs> he starts spewing where he like watched her have sex with the coroner and then they start laughing at him. It's like, well, whatever, <laughs> we want to have whatever you're having, Andy. And he goes, it's Diet Coke with lime. <laughs> And they're like, okay, sure, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's diet coke with lime. Is what it is. What it is. I was just gonna say, this is also where Lafayette approaches Suki about it and says, like, no matter how much I beg you, you do not tell me what happened. Like, I don't want to know. I got the choice to not know, and I don't want to know. Which I can't say I blame him. I don't know if I want to know. I mean, I wish that Eggs didn't have to know, like, because he had it really, really hard. But also, Sam walks up to Suki was like hey could you watch the place for a couple days I think I'm gonna get out of here last night was really rough on me and of course it was of course it was and then some lady comes up and delivers Suki a present just walks in the back of the restaurant and like finds her and was like you have a secret admirer it was so sweet I loved it she goes outside and she opens the package and it's a message from Bill essentially saying like I owe you a dinner date. Please wear this. I would love to see you in it or something like that. And then they make arrangements or well, it's arranged that they're going to a French restaurant. But while she is looking at this dress and being like, oh my God, eggs comes up and is scary. I'd be terrified if I was sitting out and somebody came up to me and was like, please tell me what I did last night. Like (laughs) I need to know. Yeah, what I'm so mad about is throughout the whole thing, they alluded to this dark past. I know he told a little bit of it when he first met Tara, but after the campsite, you don't ever find out what happened at the campsite. Like, why was that a big deal? And why did they have to go back there if you never found out what happened? But yeah, he's like losing his shit. But of course, he sounds like he had a past and then waking up with the blood on his hands, it like triggered him or he thought he like hurt somebody again, which I, it, I feel like he must have like killed somebody or like hurt somebody in the past. And it's yeah. really just like triggering him because he's having all these old feelings. And he, he like he said, he thought he put it all in the past and it was all behind him. And he did his time, I think his line was. But yeah, he's freaking out. And so he really doesn't want to do it, which she shouldn't have. <laughs> but again, yeah. She had no choice. He cornered her. Yeah. But even Tara told him that don't worry about it. Like you don't need to know. Like don't 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 worry about it. We're just gonna move on from all this. And so she shows him first they're just driving in the Cadillac. And then you see them attack Miss Jeanette and uh Daphne and then Sam. Yeah, but he never questioned. He never went in and wants to question Sam about how are you still walking when I stabbed you? Like that, I feel like if I would have saw that, I'd be like, okay, I stabbed you. I'm, I'm sorry. Like something along the lines yeah. where he should have brought it up to Sam. But he kind of just like runs off. <laughs> he just leaves, which I don't know. I feel like I would probably just ask questions, but who knows, I guess. If I was Suki, I would go in and be like, Tara, this is what happened with eggs. Like, he does not seem okay. You might want to go check on him or something, girl. Like, he's not having a good day. Oh, man. No, and it doesn't end well at all. I have a lot of feelings about this yeah. next scene because it immediately goes to where Andy's leaving and eggs comes back to Merlot and he has the huge knife that he saw in his visions and he's just welded it around, just like swinging it around. Yeah. Like, 
confessing to Andy about everything he did. And Andy's trying to be like reason with him. He's like, you, you know, you were under Marianne's influence. Like, we know it wasn't you. And he asked for the, the knife and he goes, this is the murder weapon. I'm like, okay, well, why are you swinging it around then? And yeah. And he's, you could tell eggs is on a mental break. Like he hasn't slept and all this information is very overwhelming for him. And he becomes a little aggressive with Andy and kind of takes him to the ground somehow. And through all this, while eggs is over Andy trying to like convince him to take him in, I, I, I guess that's what his goal was. Um, he gets shot in the head. They hate it. By Jason. I hate it so much. So he gets shot in the head by Jason and Andy gets up and he immediately tells Jason that he wasn't there and he takes his gun and he starts wiping off Prince. And I feel like we need to stop there because this did not, this did not age well. No, no, it did not. <laughs> Nothing about this. this well. Yeah, this as a African-American person and everything that's gone on, this is horrible. <laughs> Yeah, because Andy's first thought is to cover it up, and he does, not only to everyone in town, but like protects Jason. And I don't understand why they couldn't have had him like shoot the gun in the air or shoot him in the shoulder. Like Jason is a great shot. Jason is a great shot. That he could have just shot him in the shoulder or shot him in the hand or something other than like kill on sight. Yeah, it felt very political almost like there was a moment where I was like oh this is very not okay because this is what we're seeing on television every day between police brutality and racist people in the country we live in but it wasn't like I understand Jason walked out into this situation no you're right you should have shot him in the shoulder like not in the fucking head shot him in the shoulder or shot him up in the air like Andy walked into that orgy and just shot into the air and got everyone's attention that could have de-escalated everything but it wasn't so much that yes he killed eggs and i feel like it's so weird that that's how eggs died after the whole season especially when they had looted to had he had a past and like he was on this bender i don't think he ever would have let it go though like i don't think he ever would have let it go i think he would have become completely deranged from all of these memories coming back that said, I do not agree with how they decided to kill off his character. I will not. That has been my least favorite thing about this whole like series so far. I don't remember that. And then when it happened and Andy immediately like stepped in to save Jason, who's also been kind of like priv- privileged his whole life, that yeah. was awful. And then Jason just runs away and people start coming out. And Andy's like, we need an ambulance. Somebody call an ambulance. And fucking... Are we, like everyone comes outside for some reason. Maybe we're the only people in the world who would hear a gunshot and hide under a table, but I probably wouldn't go outside. And I don't think you'd go outside, but the entire restaurant runs outside and Arlene tries to stop Tara from seeing eggs. And unfortunately that doesn't happen. And Tara breaks down rightfully. So like this poor, beautiful man just died after everything they've just been through together. That kind of was like she even said it after she came out of the thing is it felt like yeah. a family. So she felt like she lost part of her family, like seeing a family member laying there and dead. And there was nothing she could do to help, like feeling so helpless. Like you're just in work 
and then you just happen to hear something outside and before like you knew it you have lost your boyfriend like the love of your life from what she thought so yeah I know the writers it's already done he didn't deserve it and they didn't ask me but if I could rewrite any scene that's the one that's just terrible I just feel like no I just feel like it was so random and like out of nowhere and they they alluded to this fact that like he had a pass and you didn't even find out what happened at the campsite and like all this stuff had left unsaid it just randomly they just killed him well what really makes me curious is how are they going to like what are they going to do with tara in season three are we just going to move on and it's like a new week in our six week timeline i don't know i just felt like she has always got the shit in of the stick like with her mom and how it did work out with sam and like how she's always like kind of they've portrayed her second best to Suki and like now this and I hope I I want to know what finds out if she ever finds out it was Jason oh good point she has to they can't just skip over that forever yeah I don't know if I don't know if Andy's gonna take it to the grave but I want to know what happens yeah if she finds out it was Jason her first her childhood love kills her possible love of her life tara i know it's it's so bad for her character they are so terrible to her they are so terrible to her but we have to sadly move on to bill and sookie having a beautiful night out i want to say that sam goes to find his adoptive parents the merlots and essentially stops by and the wife is like you know, we have pictures of you, but we just don't have them out. So we didn't have to explain to our friends why we didn't have a child. And he's like, oh, well, you just abandoned me after seeing me shapeshift. Thank you so much. Like what great people. Yeah. yeah. She's like, she's like, I don't even, we don't even know what we saw. And he goes, you saw me turn into a dog. Like that's, yeah. that's what happened. And then you left. You didn't even leave food in the fridge. No, no, they up and they up and gone. But let me tell you, his dad is a better person than Mm -hmm. his adopted mom because she had literally just said you don't want to know those people you don't want to know them and the adopted dad makes a noise and you see that he his health has declined substantially that he's nonverbal, but still has impeccable handwriting I mean better handwriting (laughs) than some people I've seen and he writes down the information that he needs they at least owe him that they at least yeah. owe him that at least the choice to find out yeah, his chance people to know who the hell he is like you did nothing for him like you got too scared which I've never been a parent but I have a dog and if I just saw this dog turn into a human I'm gonna say I'll freak out okay I get it you freak right. out but like to leave him for dead isn't but you don't abandon them like you maybe say hey I'm gonna go take a jog I need to go clear my mind and I'm going to go maybe smoke a pack of cigarettes and try to figure out what the fuck is happening, but I'll be back. Like, let me just go reset my brain. Mm-hmm. Or they could have sold him to the circus and made money off of it. Oh, even better. That's a better idea. Yeah. Or just put out a magic show and then they could have got rich. Like, oh, they needed YouTube. They had to explain them for, on the internet. <laughs> okay parents everywhere if your child is a shapeshifter exploit them on the internet (laughs) we figured it out yes that's the only (laughs) do not abandon them and make them have to fucking find their own way because they may run into a main ad and then try to get sacrificed like years later they didn't help them so does sam 
does Sam stop aging? Like after a certain point. Sorry, I keep watching Twilight and I keep seeing all these Twilight TikToks about how like they stop aging and like how even the werewolves in, in Twilight stop aging, which I, I'm so I know I'm mixing the two, but like does Sam get old and like stop after a while? I mean, I would assume so since he was a teenager when he first shifted and now he's an adult. Let me look he it does up. age. But like if he's like 87, right. is he still gonna turn into like an animal? Probably. I'm sure it's something you can do their whole lifetime. Or can he choose to be an animal like a hundred percent of the time instead of people? See, that's what I or a human. Done. If I would have turned into a dog and my family would have left, I would have just turned back into a dog and like gone to the pound and like had a family adopt me as a go. dog <laughs> and then run away <laughs> and turn into a human. These are just shower thoughts I have or random like in the moment questions I have due to our conversation. Okay, here we go. Okay. I found something. Wonderful. Okay, this is on the trueblood.fandom.com wiki. It says shapeshifters generally keep their identity secret for fear of exposure from the human public. Biologically and socially, they are practically indistinguishable from regular humans. They are not immortal and their rate of aging and expected lifespan is the same as humans. So he's just like you and me, but he could also turn into whatever the fuck he wants. Which sounds like a perk. I'd do it. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. I wonder if it was like, I know we're getting way off topic. I wonder if it was like a boner at first when like you couldn't control it. Like it would just happen to you. Like you would just shift randomly. And I mean, as a girl who doesn't have boners, I just wonder like, <laughs> until you could control it, was he just like randomly turning into stuff that he just saw? Like, I cannot be Maybe. the only one. I cannot be the only one that thought this. I need to talk to Jason because Jason would understand where my mind's going. <laughs> I was literally going to say, I think you need to find Jason Stackhouse and <laughs> have this conversation with I him. I need to talk to him because, yeah. Or I just need to go straight to the source and be like, Sam, I know you're right. a fictional character, but like we need to have a conversation. You should get drunk right. and drunk Instagram message the actor and be like, <laughs> I have separate questions. <laughs> <laughs> like listen we're re-watching it what do you think what yeah. would you what would you think happened okay let's let's wrap this up we have another big thing to talk about and a jessica thing to talk about yes Ugh. let's do jessica real fast let's just get that out of the way well she dresses up in a cute little dress bill like assumes he's gonna go see hoyt she doesn't confirm or deny it which is kind of smart on her part she doesn't really say anything or where she's going she just goes uh-huh you be back by five and he's like you be back by four yeah and then just kind of leaves and you find out she's finding randoms at a truck stop to eat from acting like she's gonna have sex with them yeah i mean you gotta do what you gotta do like that man deserved it i think there should be like a place that like offers humans like as blood banks Oh, like Fantasia or the hotel or the Queen's house, like the many places that Jessica could go to just go find these people instead of finding random people on the street. No, that's not Jessica's style. <laughs> yeah, she needs to risk the hepatitis and the uh, other diseases oh, that vampires true. can get. Isn't there, there is a vampire hepatitis. Yeah, because Sookie saves Bill from it in, and like his little gang when, oh, yeah, in the first one. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said that, I was like, that sounds like something that happens. All right. I think the last thing is the French restaurant. That was 
such an honest moment. So they they dance and it's really cute. And Bill bought out this whole restaurant for them to have dinner because he doesn't want anybody else looking at Suki, how beautiful she is in the dress that she he bought her. And they sit down and they start talking and he slides over. I don't know what he slides over first. He gets to Vermont. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then he slides over a little box, which you can guess what's in the little box. It's a ring. <laughs> and she takes it out and she has a mental breakdown, emotional breakdown. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Like this girl literally almost just died again. Watch Sam die and then come back to life. Watch her entire town full of people she's known become possessed by someone and just get back to normal after trying to like murder each other. Like the girl's been through a lot and it's only been three weeks since they've even met. So I don't blame her, but what... <laughs> What I thought was funny. So she does have this whole thing where how she doesn't right. know who she is, how everything's going on again. That was yesterday. He should have waited. Mm-hmm. That was on him. She every the emotions are high just in general. So she goes through all this and then she runs to the bathroom. I'm laughing because the bitch kept the ring. I know. She took the ring into the bathroom with her and then like puts it on and holds it up next to her neck. And it's like, mm, y'all marry him. <laughs> Yeah, but everything I just said and started crying about, that looks good on my finger. Okay. I mean, honestly, come on. How many times have you been super sad and then you went and you bought something that you loved and all of a sudden you're like, everything's fine. That was me when we did some retail therapy. I've been burning this Tahitian candle every single day of my life to the point where I want to go back to TJ Maxx so I could keep the serotonin going. So I get it. (laughs) I get it. I'm probably going to TJ Maxx tomorrow. Like I need this candle, but I get it. But that whole time she's in there trying to decide if she wants to be Bill's wife or not. He gets kidnapped. With silver around the neck. And at this restaurant, like no one, he didn't hear anything. Like he's a vampire. You didn't hear anyone. You didn't sense anything. Yeah, when somebody's coming up behind him. Yeah. But of course, it's not as big of a shock is because earlier in the episode, Eric's like, I'll take care of Bill. Wink, wink, like nudge. And then Bill gets kidnapped. At the season finale. And Suki like bursts out of the bathroom and is like, yes, Bill, I'll marry you. And sees that he's gone and the table's like completely destroyed. But you know, this bitch thought he left. Because that would be me. I would not be like, oh, he got kidnapped. Be like, he abandoned me in this restaurant. I'm not marrying you now. <laughs> it's like, well, shit, at least I got the ring. So right. <laughs> I said yes, regardless. <laughs> if I say yes, then there's no one around to hear. Are we still engaged? <laughs> right. Pretty much. That's like her mentality. Oh man. It was, I don't know. I enjoyed this season. I thought this was a lot of fun. Like I thought Marianne's character was interesting. I feel like though eggs got like a cheap way out, you know, like they could have done so many things to write off his character, like murdering him just felt unnecessary. It didn't really feel like it fit anywhere. And then, um, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like they were just building this stuff up and where you might find out why he was like freaking out with the, like his hands covered in blood. Like, I feel like it was just so out of nowhere why they killed him yeah. like he literally survived being like possessed by a main ad and all this other stuff for months and you're just gonna shoot him in the head for no reason yeah no reason no build-up no nothing and like i don't i hope it gets talked about again yeah like it's gonna be the next but, scene it's gonna be uh, them all at Merlots, and everybody's gonna be like remember eggs and tara's gonna be like ah oh, yes my ex-boyfriend 
I hope she gets another love interest because her her ones have been shitty. She's been treated crappy. No, she just needs one happy thing that isn't ruined by Maynads. Or Suki. <laughs> or Suki. Yeah, Suki needs to just like, I don't know. I would say take a vacation, but no one can run without her. Last so. time she did that, she came back and everybody was possessed. <laughs> True. Good boy. All right. So what was your favorite? instead of favorite line like what was your favorite like standout moment of this season oh man I would definitely say when like Lafayette's trauma I think is a very standout thing for this season and I think it's something that's going to be explored more and I also feel like I noticed that Terry's becoming more of a main character and I feel like we're going to get some more of him but I think one of the things that really stood out to me is I love the writing for Marianne like I love the way that they made her a complete villain they didn't try to have any like redeeming qualities for her and I feel like a lot of the times villains have like something that makes them a little soft or like makes people relate to them and Marianne was just a stone cold bitch the whole way through and I love it (laughs) that was one of my favorite things yeah she was fantastic I felt like I felt like the the fellowship of the sun was really rushed yeah like you can tell that it's not over with them like it's gonna be a continuous thing because Steve Newland and Sarah Newland are still breathing so (laughs) of course it's gonna keep going but my favorite thing this season, except it kind of took a step back in the past couple episodes, was Jason's character development. Yeah. I think, like, he started the show as, like, a horn dog and, like, a fucking drug addict to this to this season, like, really, like, showing up for himself and, like, throwing himself into a goal. But it's, like, a fucking bad goal since it was the church it's camp a cult, and they but- were vampires. <laughs> Yeah, but and then how he stood up for Suki and like, um, like wanted to save the town by shooting them a little bit if necessary. Yeah. That was the only thing. <laughs> but I think, like, I think just from where his character has come, like, has started to now is I see him in a different yeah. light, which I thought that that was a really cool thing for this season. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that was the standout thing for me, just like Jason's um, just maturity, yeah. especially after he had so much loss from season one. Yeah, I feel like I really enjoyed this season. If any, if this season is anything like what the next season will be, I actually, I hope next season's better, but I hope it's at least this good. Like, I hope it's not all downhill from here. I don't think so. I feel like hopefully it's a, it's a strong build, but now, like I, where we don't remember anything, I'm like, well, what else could fucking happen to this town? Right. Because what, it's also season three is part of the six week timeline, right? Yeah, until the end of season three. I know that's what I'm saying. I hate the timeline. <laughs> I know it doesn't it doesn't make sense at all. But I cannot wait to see what season three brings, and actually, not only for True Blood, but for this podcast because we have enjoyed so much of the love and we love that everybody like tunes in every week and it reaches out on Instagram and shares like their thoughts on our posts and like their favorite stuff about the episode every time we talk about it it has been so fun to read to the point where actually for season three episode one we're having our first guest yes a true blood fan um, named Joseph so he will be joining us for that episode so that's coming soon we're still going to do another another Twilight episode we have 
episode the third one to watch and fawn hasn't seen it yet and it has a lot of jasper so expect a lot of uh hatred coming your way for him if you want to give her some grammar lessons because i think i need it because my mouth no longer works um but that's been season two we did it, it. was awesome Woo-hoo! we did it <laughs> all right we'll check back in with you guys for the twilight and then season three yeah send us all of your favorite moments from season two we would love to hear it